When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. Get the knowledge you need from Jen Duplessis with more than 35 years in business and as an entrepreneur and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is national and international speaker and coach, Jen Duplessis. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. I am delighted today to have a guest with us who is a top producing real estate agent in my home state of Colorado. Um, although we're not from the same town, we still have uh, a lot in common. Hopefully, um, he likes the Broncos. We'll find out here in a minute. <laughs> if he does. Um, but I would, uh, you know, first want to say to everybody, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to, to um, join us so that we can share and inspire, you know, as much as we possibly can in your business and your practice and your sales, whatever it is that you're looking to achieve today. Hopefully we're going to be able to provide you with a couple of nuggets. So uh, without further ado, I would love to introduce our guest, Robert Tate, who is a um, Again, a top producing real estate agent in the Denver area. Um, he's the owner of my5280brokers.com. Again, my5280brokers.com, which he's going to explain to us what the name is behind that, which he just told me and I failed miserably at, at guessing. And uh, share with us today, you know, some thoughts about what's going on in the market with real estate and, and the relationship and communication with loan officers and just really share with us some of his wisdom on how we can up-level our success. So, um, Robert, do you go by Rob or Robert? Either way is fine. Okay. Well, welcome. Welcome to the show. We hey. are tickled to have you. Oh, I'm absolutely elated to be here. Awesome. Okay, so let's start with my 5280 Brokers. Why the name? What's behind the name? And tell us a little bit about your practice right now. Yeah, so we're... So 5280, for those of you who aren't familiar, is the, the foot level of a mile high. And so we're the mile high city, um, and we like to say that we're a mile above the rest. So 5280 is just kind of a play on uh, the mile high city. And there's a lot of businesses and brands that are 5280 here. And, you know, we had alignment with some of them. And so that's, that's how 5280 brokers came about. So, and, and you couldn't remember what 5280 was. That's what I was written right. about. <laughs> right. And that's just so that everybody knows, that's because I'm from Colorado Springs and our altitude is higher. Right? We're at 6,000 well, something. Yeah. And you I'm mentioned the Broncos. The stadium is Mile High Stadium. Yeah. No, I know. So, I, well, yeah. yeah. Except it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I know. No, well, it's okay. still Mile High. It will, it'll be Mile High to me till I die. Yeah, I know, isn't it? I know, because it doesn't seem right to have the other name. Yeah. So so did you, um, and so you're born and raised too in Colorado. So where, um, have you always been from Denver? 
Um, so I actually grew up in a town that's next to Denver called Aurora. Yep. And then dad started a business down in Parker yep. and moved us all down there. And, but I've been in, I've been in Colorado my entire life. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, tell us a little bit about your business. Tell us about where you're at in your practice, how long you've been in and what your team looks like. Sure. So, I, well, I've been in real estate 10 years. Um, 5280 Brokers as a team uh, is only, you know, only about a year old. Uh, we, I was running large real estate firms prior to all this. So I launched the Keller Williams Highlands office and then the Keller Williams Fort Collins office after that or before that. And then I owned and operated the Park Meadows office before that and then helped um, in the, in the Highland Ranch office before that. So it was just last year that, you know, I, I kind of took the small team that was working, rebranded it, went fully back into sales and that's the 5280 brokers that's today. Yeah, that's awesome. So what are you going to be doing this year? What kind of volume is your team going to be doing this year? Um, we'll probably, based on current trajectories, we'll probably do about 30 million this year. 30 million. Now, how many units is that? Because I don't, I'm in, I'm in Washington, D.C., so our price point's quite different. Um, so I operate in a little bit higher price point. Like, I just took a 1.2 today. Uh-huh. Um, so that'll probably be about 48 to 55 units, depending. Okay. Yeah, great. And in your team consists of um, how many people? Um, so it has three agents currently. Um, we're about to merge in another organization nice. with five other agents. Um, and they kick butt too. So it's kind of two groups coming together. Um, and they have five. And then we have two admins. Awesome. Yeah. So you're lean and mean. Lean and mean. <laughs> I, I, you know, with these organizations, you have to be lean and mean. Like if you're if you're doing under, I don't know, 100, if you're doing over 100 units, you need to be lean and mean. Yeah. Otherwise, your fat drags you down. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a great way of saying that. So, so when you think back on, you know, where, where you were and where you are now, you know, what, what do you contribute your success to? And it doesn't have to be just one thing. If you have a couple things, what do you think makes you different than, you know, all the other real estate agents that are, you know, in your marketplace? Um, I've had some fantastic mentors and, and people to learn from. Um, I, I think that beats success over anything else. I think, I think success leaves clues and who you choose to listen to or what you choose to follow will determine what you do and therefore your success, you know, taking action, what you take action in will determine your success. And, you know, unless you're just going to make it up out of the blue, you're going to listen to somebody and there's really nothing new under the sun. Right. So go listen to what the successful say and do, and then do that. So right. I was either stupid enough not to question that or smart enough just to do that. Just to do it and not question it, right? Well, and it's so- Correct, you're like, oh, I should go do this? Okay, I'll go do that. Right, and so everybody who's listening, you know, listen in, because what he's saying is, you know, you could question it or you could just go and do it, you know, which is exactly why the podcast is called Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. You know, it's stop questioning, it's stop him hawing around and delaying your success. Um, so I think that's really good. If you excuse out of the actions the top producer tells you to do and you're not, like I listen to what a 50, 60, 70 million dollar producer tells me what to do. Yeah. You know, if, a, if a $10 million producer says, well, this is what I do, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not playing at that level. Listen yeah. to the people that you want to play at their level. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I think that's really important. Um, it's an important aspect because I always look at the different levels of volume as being, you know, the different steps on the rungs on a 
on a ladder. You know, if you have a ladder that's leaned up against a wall and you have these different rungs and each one of them represents a ladder. And the one thing that I learned is that you can't hold on to the lowest ladder and reach success and get to the top. At some point, you're going to have to let go of some of the habits and, mm-hmm. and people and partnerships that you had along the way that took you from one to the other. Um, that said, let I, me ask you this, though. Yeah, I always think of it as like a snake shedding its skin. It had yes. to let some of that go to grow. That's nice. I like that. I like that. Um, so that said, is there ever a time that you do go back to someone who is new in the business that might have some new ideas and new techniques that perhaps you've felt like, you know, you were in a rut or you got stuck in something, you know, have you ever gone back to some of the, the newer people to find out what they're doing that's new and innovative? And, and if so, what, what did you do? What did you find? So I believe, so I, so I think, I think, the, I think business is a pyramid, right? And, and how you attract business, you know, 50, 60% comes from foundational stuff, right? And you got to master the foundational stuff if you ever want to get there. I don't think you're going to come up with this new idea and, and 50 to 60% of your business is going to come from that. Um, then once you have that foundation, the, the rest of the tiers of the pyramid, that's where you can get creative. Um, so like I heard this, I heard this newer agent actually was talking to the other day, one of the agents that we just hired in, uh, wants to do walkthroughs virtually. And, you know, I love that idea of mailing, you know, to an out of state luxury client, you know, a headset and having them walk through, you know, our listings and that sort of thing in the, in the comfort of their own living room. That yeah. sort of thing. I'd, I'd love to figure out how to do something like that. But again, that I'm only, I can only afford to be creative because my foundation, uh, yeah. our habits and work and are in place. Right. The accessories are yeah. the, you know, the, the features that a builder puts on a, you know, a, a property, right. It's all the extras that go along with it. Um, yeah, yeah. I really, I really love that. I love that thought, um, that thought process there. Um, so what keeps you motivated? Um, I hate to lose more than I like to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So like when I hear, and um, you, you know, I look up to some pretty big fish, like, the Ben Kennys of the world and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, I look at Ben and he's like a year or two older than I am. And, you know, he's just absolutely crushing it in so many things. And you know, I just pick a rabbit that's really big that I kind of aspire to. Um, and then my drive to want to win or, or at least not lose. I don't care if I win. Like if we tie, that's fine. Uh, but I hate to lose. I hate to lose. So, <laughs> that's, that's- so I, I and then I just have a vision of my life and, and helping, you know, my team and, and those close to me, you know, create a legacy. Like I started a charity um, here in town and I just really want to leave, you know, Denver better than I found it and in, in both in the real estate terms and in the sense of community. So What's it's just a really big vision of mine to be, it's called Hunger Free 303 okay. uh, Concerts for a Cure. Oh, so this year we're doing, um, we have a benefits concert November 16th, uh, 12 Colorado bands. If anybody's listening, buy tickets, Colorado, hungerfree303.com. Um, and then we're going to raise 50K to feed kids in schools. Oh, that's awesome. And 303, just so everybody knows, that's one of the prominent area, area codes for phone numbers in, in um, Colorado. Um, yes. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> All right, you get your native sticker back. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get it back. I get it back. Um, 
so so let's talk about you know maybe one or two things you said you had mentors but you know when we get to the tactical piece of you in your business what do you think is the, the number one contributor to your success so if there's a real a realtor listening and they're saying oh, I just can't do this you know I've been doing it for four years and I can't figure it out and I can't this and I, you know and all this can't stuff instead of you know I how can I figure it out what kind of advice would you have for them um, so I think if you're like a junior agent if you've never if you haven't done at least two million dollars in one year you Go join a team and learn how to run, like learn how to hustle, uh, pick the right team, that sort of thing. But if you're, if you're in that like four to six struggling, you know, sort of thing, it's all based on what you're doing every day. And so the best thing that, you know, somebody like that, that's, you know, doing one house a month or one house every other month, something like that could do for themselves is do money activities first. Uh -huh. um, because we all have activities that could take up any, any exorbitant amount of time. Like, you know, Gary, Gary says, you know, we tasks fill to the time allowed, right? And so yeah. if you allow it to be filled, it'll be filled. So do, do the money projects first, right? So if you've got a client that's on the fence about signing an agency with you, you know, hit them up first. If you've got these leads you got to follow up on, or you know you should be touching base with your database for one reason or another, do that first, right? Get that done every single day and then be really comfortable with the chaos you create. Yes. <laughs> you know, some people are so afraid of success. They're like, I don't know what to do once all this business comes my way. So therefore, I'm not going to do anything. Right. It's Get comfortable with, with a little chaotic. Yeah, I call it the cycle of chaos. Yeah, great idea. It's put into action. And then all of it comes back to you. And then you burn out because you just didn't know how to handle it. Right. Um, but I love that mm -hmm. because we call it first and 10, do it again. Every day, first and 10, do it again. The first thing we do is make 10 phone calls to people we should not people we have to because it's business, you know, did you get this email from me, but people that will move the needle forward in our business. And um, yeah, and don't call maintenance. Like if it's under contract and it's a appraisal issue, don't call them. My lender doesn't get a call back from me before 12. Sorry. Well, because you're doing lead generating activities, you know, you're doing client acquisition. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah. and I think it's just so easy to fall back on, you know, that keyboard confidence or what's comfortable and, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable for a little bit, but then eventually it's going to be great. Okay. So thank you. Thank you for doing that because that just reiterates everything that I um, coach on, <laughs> which is good. Mm -hmm. um, which I, you know, had applied to my business as well. Um, so let me yeah, ask. I mean, you wouldn't have made it to where you're at today. I, right. I've never met anybody that accidented into a million dollars. No, no, it's uh, yeah, it's not a privilege to have, be successful. It's hard work and you have to put in the time, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's all there is to it. Um, okay. So what struggles do you have now? What are you struggling with in today's marketplace? So I think in, and, and at least Colorado, we have a lot of 70, 75% of our realtors I've never seen a market outside of, you know, the awesome market of place a sign in the yard and then it'll sell that weekend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't have negotiation skills. They don't have marketing skills. They don't have pricing skills, mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff. So our market's really struggling of where should prices be at based on the comps and that sort of thing. When all these realtors, I mean, I just got something on a contract that was originally listed at nine fifty, and we got it in at 845. Right. It's just, right. We have a lot of bad pricing at this. So I think that's, a current, but it's a short-term struggle. Um, we're at a big growth phase of our organization. We could literally double our size in the next, and units in the next 30 to 45 days. So all the chaos that comes with that, um, 
but again, short-term problems, that sort of mm -hmm. thing. Um, I, I don't know if I have yeah, any systemic think, problems. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. And I, I, uh, I don't think it's specific to your, to your area. You know, one of the things that, that I focus on with my clients is just talking about, you know, the sales skills, right. That people have the service skills, right. So you mm -hmm. were just talking about negotiating. So there's, there's negotiating, then there's servicing the deal. And I, I hear a lot of people, a lot of realtors say, if they would only work with me, they would know that I could get the, the deal closed smoothly, right? And then, so that's telling me that what they focus on is their service skills, which is great because we want a great client experience, but they're not really focusing on their sales skills. Mm -hmm. And right? I tell you what, every listing out there will take an extra $5,000 if it's bumpy. Yeah, yeah. Get them oh, more absolutely. money. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Okay, so let's kind of shift gears a little bit um, and talk about, and let's talk about um, your relationship with your lenders. Um, so tell mm -hmm. us how that first, how you're, you know, you're brand new in the business 10 years ago and, you know, you had some lenders and they've come and gone, I'm sure, and maybe one stuck, but mm -hmm. tell us how it was then and what your, your um, outlook at that, what, what it looked like then and how it's morphed now into and what those relationships look like with your lenders today. Um, so I think 10 years ago, it was all about the programs, I felt like, mm -hmm. like, there's so many cool and unique programs out there. And then the market tanked. So then it was who could actually even get something, anything done, right? Um, you know, because I got in in 09, so the market was already kind of not great. But they're still like, oh, we have this program and we have this program. Mm -hmm. And then at a certain point, nobody was getting qualified. So it really right. turned into um, who could get it done. And I think now it's really based on who's going to help me grow my business. Absolutely. Bingo. Like, mm -hmm. There are so many like getting a loan done is par for the course. Like if I can't call you up and you can't get, you know, uh, a B paper client or even a C paper client decently through, you know, everybody can do an A paper, but if, if you can't get that done, there's no even point to talking. So don't bring that up in our meeting. Like I assume you can get it done, um, but it's who's going to help me grow this business. I know that realtors and myself are your top lead source. I know that we're what put food on the table for you. You know, how are you solving an issue for us? And so for some agents, maybe they're just atrocious at marketing and you help them out with that. Mm -hmm. um, for other agents, maybe they're terrible at leverage and, you know, you let your LOA be used by them, you know, and hopefully Russ was not listening. Um, you know, stuff like that. Like go solve agents' big problems and they will be married to you. Yeah. No question. I mean, that's what it's all about anyway. You know, I always felt like I was a roaming coach to realtors and that's how I started coaching really was I started coaching realtors and it was a means, you know, as a partnership, you know, where we had a strategic partnership where I found um, areas that they gapped and I could fill that gap. And if I didn't know how to fill it, I found people who could help me help them fill it. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. um, if I wasn't great at marketing. I could find someone who was great and together, you know, we could all collaborate, you know, and, and really help. And so being a proximity was just as good as um, being the person who can solve the problem. So I love that you said that because that's, that's huge. And I still think it's a big, big issue that loan officers tend to show up and throw up about products and we can close on time and, you know, and all of that just, 
yes, of course that matters, but that's really not um, what the struggles are. And I think it's just assumptive to think that realtors just want, you know, to close on time. And that's the only thing they want. There's other parts to your, your practice. Um, okay. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this. So I think, I think that's wonderful. Thank you. So I'm a, let's say I'm a loan officer and you know, I'm closing, well, in our, in our world, five to seven a month. And that means that I'm about ready to hire an assistant if I don't have one or I'm, you know, and I have this, a month where I'm closing five to seven transactions or, you know, and then the next month I'm not helping anybody. Um, and I'm saying, you know, I really would like some new realtor relationships. How, how do I get to the point where I can, in your opinion, what is the best way for someone to approach a realtor to be able to explain? to say that I am here to solve problems, you know, rather than, you know, a hundred phone calls a day and saying, hi, I can improve your business by 25%. Can we have coffee? Um, what are some other ways that would attract, uh, make your eyebrows raise? <laughs> and go, mm, yeah, kind of interesting. Mm, yeah. Um, so, and, you know, before I really leaned into 5280 brokers, um, I was a big recruiter for Keller and I recruited a, my best year was 107 agents in one year. Uh-huh. And basically how I did it is I didn't, you know, cause recruiters say the same thing. Like what pitch could I say inside of 15 seconds that could get a meeting with the realtor. Right. Yeah. So then I can show them how cool my company is and, and they could transfer over. Um, I found that if you literally went where the, so I think every loan officer should target agents that are productive. I think they should not target agents that don't do any business because you know, you're spending your time with people who don't potentially have the ability to send you deals. So go target those agents, show it up at their open house, show up at a happy hour they're hosting, show up at an event they're at, find out where they hang out via Facebook and other social stockery things and show up there. And then when you're there, don't talk about how you're a loan officer, get to know them, find their biggest problems and then just show up and solve it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. You know, in, we talk about that quite a bit about go, go where they are, no matter who your target is. So, if, you know, in your case, if your target is high-end clients, go where they are. Go to charity events. Go to a yacht club. Belong to a yacht club. Right? Belong to a golf club. Yeah. Go to the, the yeah. place. I was literally just at the university club earlier today. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, and that's totally it. And, you know, it's like those little frogs down in, in, you know, it's like the little frogs. You know, I notice at night that all the frogs make noise at night. They don't do it during the day. Because what they do is they don't, they don't say to the bugs, hey, come, in, come into the woods with me. Come into the plants with me. Come on, I'm going to, you know, they don't try to get you to come here. What they do is they wait until nighttime when the flies are all out and with the places they are and they go out to them. And that's how they, you know, mm-hmm. they, it's the best use of their time, right? And so it's the same thing. We have to go where, where they are. And, um, you know, it gets back to know, like, and trust. It's, you know, you may know what I do. You may like me a little bit. You know, you may like me. But you can't ever get to the point of trusting until you know who I am. And so I really like that mm-hmm. you said get to know them. Get to know their, you know, what are they struggling with? What are their goals? Who do they want to be connected with? What can you help, with, help them with? And then offer solutions at, in a strategic partner way. Um, yeah, like a good example is that even you can even find I want I want maybe the listeners to think outside the box. Like I recruited a top agent in Fort Collins because they kept complaining to me how they never had a date night. Right. They were just always, you know, with the kids and the hassle. And really they were just poor planners, which is right. fine. It's a lot of agents. So then I set up a they paid for it. Well, I paid for some, but I set up a babysitter 
I set up a plan for a date for them and I gave them a gift card. Right. And so I sent this realtor and his wife out on a date and he was so touched that I took such an interest in, we had serious conversations about moving his business over and I got him. It doesn't even have to be a business problem. Solve a problem that's important to them and you'll earn trust. Yeah. It must be a Colorado thing. We're good. (laughs) I know. Us natives. No, I'm teasing about that because uh, I had a realtor and I think I've told this story on one of the podcasts here. You know, I had, I had a realtor who, um, you know, I said, what are you struggling with, you know, this week? What can I help you with? And she said, what I'm struggling with is that I have so much business and it has, it, of course, it is spring break and I'm going to kill my kids and I don't know how I'm going to be able to do all this. And I said, you know, what if I took the kids for a half a day and I took them to the movies? And that's what I did. I took them to the movies. We went and got ice cream and I called her and said, is this a good time to bring them back? And if not, that's okay. We'll go find something else to do. And she said, no, 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 bring them back. It's great. But, you know, it took four hours where she could dedicate time to focusing on her business in a very, very busy time in the spring market because it was spring break. And, mm-hmm. and you, know, you, know what, you know what's great about that is when she tells her friends, mm-hmm. you know, like, what lender should I use? I'm pissed off at mine. She'll go, you got to try my gal. She even picked up my kids one afternoon. Yeah. That's yeah. what she'll say. Yeah. 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 And I, I think I mean, that's, that's really good. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. Okay. So tell us about your relationship with your, um, your lender or lenders that you're working with right now. Um, tell us about those relationships. What keeps them sticky? Um, so both of them. Um, so I have two mm-hmm. that I really enjoy and oh. I don't know if they know about each other. So hopefully they don't listen. Um, well, it's okay because I think it's about personalities and stuff like that too. So yeah. So one of them, I've just been there. They're local. Like I'm a big local guy, you know, local charity, local bands, local concert, local. I'm a native. I'm just big into local. So he grew up in the same town, you know, was on the Parker chamber with my dad, that sort of thing. Um, and they do a lot of co-branding efforts. Like we do a lot of tailgating branded at the Broncos game, that okay. sort of thing. So they're, they're in the trenches with me. We're growing our business together. The other guy's a hustler, just like I am, you know, mm-hmm. he, owns a really large shop. He does a ton of VA stuff. Um, and, you know, he, he's just after it, just like I am. We, we match on that level. So they run at my speed. Yeah. Um, you know, those, those are kind of the two that are my go-tos. Yeah. Yeah. And so let me ask you this. Do you, you know, they're your go-tos because you guys run at the same speed and that's just part of developing that relationship, trying to figure out, you know, how you work and how they work, et cetera. If they were to mess something up, how does that affect your relationship? Oh, not, they they don't love that conversation. Pardon? No, no. I mean, it, it's definitely put stress on the relationship. If, and if I find out they mess up, it's stre- It's more stressful. Like th- if they call me and say, hey, this got screwed up. I'm owning it. Here are the solutions yeah. I already put into place. Just making you aware. I feel better, you know, because I'm like, okay, you're aware and it's handling versus I have to call you and go, you what drop the, the ball. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Call me and it's a lot better. Like. Yeah. With call me and tell me you're on it and you have a solution. It's a heck of a lot better than I have to call you. Um, great advice. Absolutely great advice. I hope everybody heard that. You know, that's, uh, and I think sometimes what it is, is that I don't want to call until I have a solution. It's sort of that perfection versus progression. And, you know, let's just allude, allude to the fact, I mean, not allude, but let's let them know that, that something is stirring, you know, if it's taking too much time, you know, if you can solve it quickly, great. But if it's starting to take a little more time, you've got to bring people in sooner than better. You know, that's, that's your reputation. Thank you for that advice. I really, yeah. you don't want the risk of me finding out without you telling me. 
Yeah. So it's a game. It's a game. So how fast yeah. can you solve it without him knowing? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's true. Mm -hmm. It's that's the perfect way to do it. So as we finish up today, thank you so much for taking taking time to share these with these great um, tips with us and stuff. What what's a book that you know is one of your favorite books or a book that you're reading right now that you'd like to share with everybody and, and why it's a good book for you? Um, so it's called The Great Game of Business. So one of the people that I learned a lot from his name was Tim Heil. Um, told me I had to read that book. Um, and I read it. And what I loved about that book is it's, they crushed it in their industry. And their industry was like building, you know, widgets in a factory, right? The, the most unsexy industry you could probably yeah. think of. And they crushed it and they beat everyone and they were in a terrible spot. And they also had a ton of fun doing it, right? They created all these games where, and they treated people extremely well. So, you know, they kind of what I call the eighties business model of, you know, build a big empire, screw people over and run fast and don't care. Mm -hmm. They, they were the exact opposite, right? They really cared about their people. They instituted a lot of fun. They were metrics driven and they turned their terrible business around with those practices. And so like that is, that is kind of my go-to vision. That's of, awesome. a book to follow and to yeah and it's interesting you say the game because that's what i said it's for me it was a game you know and when, when i created my um customer um communication system w years and years and years light years ahead of everybody else it was a game for me my game was how fast can i check off the boxes to get to closing right and to be able to yeah. um serve the client not just not just in the the technicality of the loan, but also in the communication piece of how can I call a realtor, you know, and let them know this is done so they don't have to worry about it. Um, and gamifying things. And I love that you said metrics, you said it quick, but I want to make sure we bring it back because KPIs are so important, you know, key performance indicators. We talk about this all the time that it's not a sexy thing to do to have to track things, but it is the only way to do things to be successful. Otherwise, you're going to be down the wrong road for a long time. Um, you get addicted. Like it's never fun to start it, but I, I found you get addicted to it. Oh yeah, you do. It's like, Oh, I got to write that down. Then I got that next one. And then I wrote a thank you note and yeah. then I went into a networking thing. And then, you know, 95, you know, I love it. I love it too. And it, it's, uh, it's fun. It's funny because my husband and I were, um, you know, teammates. I mean, I was the lead for the team uh, for 17 years and he's still in the mortgage business. And um, he, I would just beg him for numbers, you know, like, can you give me your numbers? And he would, he just fight me on it. And, and then when I printed reports, he was the first one to take out his glasses and look at it real close and say, oh, I'm not right. <laughs> on here. He's one of my top people. Cause you didn't give me a report. That's why you didn't give me. The um, so it, they're really, it's really, really crucial. And so hopefully you're all are hearing this, you know, that it's just important to track. So what, how about a favorite quote, something that is a sort of a mantra for you? um in personal or success yeah, you know in business it's kind of been a def it's kind of been a defining quote uh, ever since i was in high school um it it goes when the world we envision is better than the world in which we live we must follow our vision mm, very good it's about gaps about mm -hmm. stop talking yeah and much. there's always a new vision <laughs> yep i go love create that. the life you want excuse me yeah i said go create the life you want yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. And sit. Well, again, I'm going to get back to stop talking, take action, get results. Dog on it. <laughs> right? yeah. Nobody's going to go. Here you go. Here's the life you want. Enjoy it. Yeah. No, it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. So, as we leave today, one tip that you would like to leave for anybody listening, doesn't matter who it is, whether you want to leave a business tip or a personal tip, 
What one tip would you like to leave with everyone as it relates to what we've been discussing today? Um, the fortunes in the follow-up. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, so whether you're following up with clients or realtors or whatever, keep engaged. I, you know, I'm working with a client now that I called every three weeks for almost an entire year, right? And I left voicemails almost the entire time. Uh, I recruited one of the top agents in Northern Colorado by calling them every two weeks. And I got them after a year. The fortunes in the follow-up. Bingo. Bingo. Totally agree. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure. And I can't wait. Uh, You and I are going to be speaking at an event here soon. And I cannot wait to meet you. And I I mean, I get to speak next to a giant. I'm humbled. I I think we're hanging out somewhere, I hear, um, doing a couple funny things, fun things. But I, uh, I look forward to the opportunity to meet you face-to-face and um, to chit-chat with you a little bit more. Uh, I love what you've shared with us today. And so everybody listening, I'm, you know, again, going to say uh, stop talking, take action, get results. But I always say, you know, block the time to listen to the podcast, but then, I mean, schedule the time or book the time to listen to the co- podcast, but then block the time to take action on what you learned. So if you've heard something today that you say, gosh, you know, I can really take action on that or that's something I really need to do. Maybe it's, you know, scheduling a networking event where you know realtors are going to go or um, the real local realtor association where um, there's going to be a class on contracts um, and you want to go there and you want to learn a little bit more so you can help them. Um, whatever it is, take some action on something that you heard today. And uh, Robert, we just want to say thank you again and we wish you the best of luck as you finish out this year. We just finished halftime, so hopefully the rest of the game is going to be good for you. Um, as you do this merger, and I, I hope it all goes well for you, and we just really well, like the Broncos. We're a halftime team. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I don't know how many nails I bit. <laughs> no, oh, I don't know why they do that. It's like it's in their contract. Screw it all up until the halftime, and then and then we'll keep them on here. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to share with us, and and. Uh, you know, I, I, I wish the best for you as you finish out this new year, and I hope everything goes really well. Thank you. It's been an honor to be on your podcast. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. Can't get enough and want more? Visit jenduplessis.com to book Jen to speak at your event or company or learn about her coaching programs. You can schedule your private strategy session with Jen by texting STRATEGY to 66866. If you want to multiply your results in record time while working less and having a life, contact Jen today. Thanks again and be sure to tune in next week.